Hello again, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of Journey Through Sports and Life. Scott along with Marjorie and Marnie, and we're delighted to welcome you. We talk a little football. And, of course, uh, this is the time of year where we are all pulling for our favorite teams. And if you happen to be a Colts fan or a Dolphins fan or a, an Eagles fan or whatever it might be, you're in good stead this week because we are talking to the one, the only, Norm Bulash. <laughs> Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Well, we're hanging in there. You got your Cowboys blue on here today, huh? You did that for us here in the great I, state I, of Texas? I think I did it. <laughs> I, I think it was the only shirt I had claimed. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what you're up to nowadays. What are you doing these days? Uh, still work. Um, I do I work for uh, Waste Connections for garbage business. I've been in that doing that for 30 something years. Mm. And uh, it's uh, back when, oh gosh, it's a long story, but IESI started the company and, and I've been with them for about 30 something years and uh, in municipal work. Right. City this work. is in the Fort Worth area? Fort Worth and other places. Uh, I'll go down to Houston or something. But, oh. you know, you know I, I, still, I told them I was going to retire and they said, you can't. I said, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to retire. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I enjoy what I do. I, you know, it's, you know, to be the age that I am, people appreciate what you do and that's that's it makes you feel good well you were in second grade when you started the, the business right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah scott you still have your hair yeah, so no. <laughs> and it's, it's dark well it's great to see you, i'll tell you that great to see you as you look back over your career is there one thing that you'll always remember and always cherish my whole career was i remember and uh starting with baltimore you know to be drafted in the first round by the Colts. By the Colts. Yeah. And, and win the Super Bowl my rookie year. I started my rookie year. Super so. Bowl five. Super Bowl five. When it first was all beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a, a great experience to play with uh, Johnny Unitas. Right. Uh, Earl Morrill was his backup, and I was 22 years old. Right and, out of TCU. And uh, TCU. Exactly yes. right. Yeah, I, was, I didn't do that great at TCU, but. Shula was at the coat with the Colts at that time, a head coach, and he uh, he he drafted me, uh, and it ended up. I never thought I'd be drafted in the first round, much oh. less the tenth round. Absolutely. But, uh, so he had confidence in me, but Shula left for Miami that same year. But then we ended up winning the Super Bowl, and uh, I played. You know, I beat was, some team called the Dallas Cowboys, as I as I recall too, right? Uh, yes, we did, and y'all need to get over that. <laughs> You know, I don't Chuck, think anybody in, will get in over the final that. seconds of play on a field goal. Yeah, and Chuck Kelly still wears my number on his forehead. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, Bob, you know, Bob Lilly went to TCU. I went to TCU. Right. Bob was several years older than me. Right. But uh, I, and I remember running a sweep against, and then in the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm 22. You know, thinking I'm gonna run, and so I, I, you know, Lilly used to follow the guard out. Mm -hmm. If he's going to pull, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just going out. So I cut back, and Bob slams me down, and I'm he's laying on top of me. I'm saying, "Well, TCU, TCU." <laughs> really? so I held out my hand for Bob to help help me up, and he put his fist in my chest and helped himself up. <laughs> and I said, "Bob's serious about this game." So, yeah, no oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, I was. Uh, Special TCU, time. TCU, TCU, <laughs> under the. Oh, yeah, I'm going, you know, it, and it was, uh, and then, uh, you know, playing it to play, and I, and I, you know, end up the first playoff game. That, you know, I, I'll tell the story real quick. The first playoff game against Cincinnati, I had 127 yards against Cincinnati. 
And then when that, the next game against Oakland, I had 80-something yards and two touchdowns against Oakland to take us into the Super Bowl. And Unitas were sitting at a, a, a place in the lounge in Miami waiting for And he said, you're going to carry the ball 20 times in, in the, this tomorrow or the next day. Uh-huh. And at that time, I thought, I'm pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> so I carried the ball 17 times. I gained 26 yards. Oh, okay. My, it was a little so, tougher. So that's why I said Chuck Kelly still wears my number on his forehead. <laughs> but that was, you know, we won. You know, mm-hmm. I know the Cowboy fans weren't. Uh, you still got your Super Bowl five still, ring on, huh? Super Bowl five ring. Nice I don't ring. wear it all the time, but I said, well, what the heck, I'll wear it this morning. Yeah, well, I'm uh, glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for all our listeners, I got yeah. to take, you, try it on. And you got your picture taken <laughs> with it, too, huh? Yeah. One she'll cherish for a lifetime. So she didn't want a picture with me. She just wanted a picture of my ring. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that after the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, of course, uh, you well know Marnie because her grandfather was uh, was your boss. He was yeah. the owner of the Eagles yes, when you were was. up in Philadelphia. Uh, he, Leonard was a special man. He was, like all owners, they're a little bit different. <laughs> They've made a lot of money, uh, whether it be Rosenblum in Baltimore, which is a wonderful owner, and and Leonard in uh, in Philly, and, and right. Joe Robbie in Miami. Mm-hmm. They were they were all got their own little quirks. You know? Yeah, but, I uh, think that you had some pretty colorful uh, <laughs> owners that uh, that you played for. Yeah, I did, and and Leonard was always nice. He would he'd come in the dressing room and uh, if we you know if we if we ever won a game, he would f- pay our meal at the Bookbinders mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. No kidding. It, oh, he, we, we won seven games, so we didn't get too many free meals. You know? <laughs> uh, but the whole team would go out to Bookbinders and, well, it, and have yeah, free meals. They pick a night. Yeah. You know, not everybody went, but mm-hmm. it was good food, and we it was free. You yeah. know, back, yeah. back when I played, we appreciated free food. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Well, you kind of set the stage for what the players are making today. Uh, oh, back gee. back in the day, you know, we we've talked to you know the the Roger Staubachs and the Drew Pearsons and some of the greats, the Hall of Famers from the Dallas Cowboys, and of course your great career with you know as we said the Colts, the Eagles, the Dolphins, and and you guys were not making the money that the guys make it today. I mean, it was uh, it's a whole different world, and but you set the stage and set the tone for what guys should be paid. Although some of the guys today are maybe overpaid. Yeah, huh? I think there are plenty of them overpaid. <laughs> they, pay, they pay more for dinner than we paid. We got yeah. paid for a year. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so what, what, yeah. do you remember what you made? You, you're wearing the Super Bowl ring. You were a rookie that year. What did you make that I Super Bowl? I made $50,000 signing bonus. Oh, I made okay. 23000 for the whole season. Wow. 23000 for the year with wow. your salary. My rookie year, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And I was number one draft choice. Wow. That was 1970. 1970. You were really laying the foundation for what? Well, before that, if you're uh, in 19, before they merged in 1970. Right, right. Or 69 or whatever. Yeah, the AFC and the NFC. The NFC, they merged. Mm -hmm. Right. Salaries were, uh, you know, Donnie Anderson and that, uh, the other running back. Right. uh, They made the big money. But then when they merged, the owners said, we're not paying all these big salaries. Hmm. So that's when they went to... Interesting. Re- realize. So that was when the merger came. That's when that all... Exactly. Interesting. So it, not that I'd, I wasn't appreciative of right $50,000 bonus. You know, I bought my mother a brand new car. Right. Ford Fairlane. It cost <laughs> $4,000. First air-conditioned car she ever had. No oh, kidding. Growing up around that. Dallas. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wow. it was all... You know, it didn't matter. My my wife and I got married six days after the Super Bowl. Uh, wow. Now we're married 52 years, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, that's about right. That's right. Uh, that's great. And uh, so anyway, it was uh, it's it was all good. I mean, you know, to, to win the Super Bowl, my rookie year, uh, to play for Shula, Shula, but he, Shula drafted me, and then he left for Miami. I think that's why he left for Miami. Well, didn't uh, you join him later? Yes, he tr- he traded for me. Yeah, see, so that's why he didn't leave for Miami. <laughs> when Soccer Kick and Warfield jumped in the World League, <laughs> that's when Shula trade for me because oh, okay. I always had good games against him, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, he was he was a piece of work too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I appreciated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Don Shula. I I have a funny story. My sister. She is not into sports, and when I was a Dallas Cowboys beat writer, my sister was at my house one afternoon. The phone rang, and she said, I'll go get it, because I was busy. She picked up the phone. She comes back to me, and she says, it's some man. I don't know. His name is Don Shula. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, yeah, you don't know sports. He was calling me, and she had no idea. That was pretty funny. Well, you know, we we had uh, Greg Aiello on uh, last week, and I just, you know, the Dallas Cowboys— um, you know, PR and what have you. And he was talking about just what an incredible gentleman, and we, we all know this, but uh, that he was. You know, you never saw him smile on the sidelines, had that uh, that stoic look and had the, the hat all yep, the time. Yep. But if you got to know him off the field, and even I don't know of a player that didn't like him, all the guys, you know, be it the Stallbox, the Tony Dorsets, mm-hmm. the, you know, any any era, they all just raved about Tom Landry and what he was like as a gentleman, just as a person. How about how about uh, Shula? Tell us about Shula. Well, and going to Landry, he was always cordial. He was nice to me. Right? Even was he really? Even he as was, a, even though his opposition. It, it, yeah, it just yeah. he was always, uh, uh, you know, just cordial, and, and I respected him. You know, mm-hmm. folks, I asked uh, mm-hmm. I asked somebody, one of the Cowboys, Walt or somebody. I said, well, how does you know Shula? How do they intimidate? How do they Make you right. Uh, I said, "Well, Shula, just raise his voice a little bit." And uh, and I said, "Well, what does Landry do? He, he stares at you." I said, "I'd rather somebody yell at me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, I used to get that Landry stare, you know. Mm-hmm. And but Shula was one of those guys that just uh, you know the words uh, that he carried two priests to every game that were on the plane. Did he really? Mm-hmm. No, what was he, that? I had no the, idea. The verb. <laughs> The words that he would say when he's yelling at you, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And you went, oh, no, you know. But uh, (laughs) And I would sit by the priest on the plane just to to help me. uh, That's interesting. They drank more beer than I did. Very (laughs) interesting. If I was to say one thing that you cherish most about Don Shula, what would it be? Uh he was in. He knew every facet of the game, okay. everything. I mean, he didn't, he didn't need assistant coaches. I mean, he, although he had them and great assistant coaches, but he knew every. He, he had eyes in the back of his head because if you're doing something behind him, he he you know about he, it. He'd yeah. know about it and recognize yeah. it. Yeah, but Shula was. Uh, he believed in me, and I. I now, when he passed away, they had a uh, celebration of his life right at, at the uh, stadium. Mm-hmm. A year or two ago, year ago or so, uh, and so I went, and about a hundred and something players came back. Did they really? Yeah, and to the, it was a preseason game, so yeah. we were introduced. And but David Shula was his son. Right. David was, and and it was uh, well, it was a ball boy when I played. Right. But David, uh-huh. uh, 
tell you what, before you tell us that story, we're going to take a quick break. We're okay. going to be back with more. Nor Bulash here on Journey Through Sports and Life. Welcome back as we continue on with Nor Bulash, one of the greats. Played for three teams in the National Football League, and he's wearing a Super Bowl ring from Super Bowl V. 1970. Where might you have been over 50 years ago? <laughs> I tell you what, we were uh, cheering him on, no question about that. Although we were, uh, what, second grade or something oh, like that? Not yeah, even. <laughs> not even second grade. That's right. So uh, delighted to welcome you back as we continue on with this edition of Journey Through Sports and Life. Marnie and Marjorie, and I'm Scott. And uh, I tell you what, you were telling us about uh, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. We certainly had uh, our favorite yeah. here in the great state of Texas and uh, right here in Dallas. We're talking about. Mr. Landry, Tom Landry, but you're talking about Don Shula was right. with the Colts and uh, and then uh, went down to Miami with the right. Miami Dolphins. You played with both teams. Tell us about uh, uh, you know where you were. Well, when I was was as far as Shula was is concerned, uh, he drafted me in '69 out of TCU. Out of TCU, right? And, uh, first round draft choice. I didn't think I was going to get drafted in the first round, but uh, he uh, he flew me up there before the draft and. Because I had some knee, I ran track at TCU, so I pulled muscles and this and that. So he, he wanted to f- talk to me, so I flew. Make up sure him. you were legit, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't move. He said I was six six one, two hundred twenty pounds, you know, and and he said uh, we want to much want to run you through a few tests uh, before we uh, if we go to the draft and. If you remember a running back named Tom Matty. Oh, yeah. Wonder, a wonderful guy. He passed away not too long ago. And he said, uh, we need to run you through a few tests. And I, and Shula, I'm sitting there with Shula, and he says, well, where do you run the 40 in? And I said, well, I'm consistent. I think 4-5, uh, 40. And he went, well, we don't need to run you through that test. And he said, what do you bench press? <laughs> I said, I benched a max at 300 pounds. He said, we don't want to run you through that test either. <laughs> so he said, let's just sit here and talk. Ended up, ended up uh, drafting me uh, 18th overall pick. And uh, that was sort of, I didn't even, I wasn't even at home. I was picking up my mother at the airport and, mm. and my wife-to-be yep. was at the apartment. And she, she, they called me at, at the airport at Love Field and said, uh, well, Norm Boulash, please pick up the red paging phone if you Oh, that's how they really? communicated. So I picked up the red paging phone, and it was Carol Rosenblum with the Baltimore Colts. And he said, Norm, we just drafted you in uh, uh, first round, 18th overall pick. Wow. And I went, you got to be kidding me because I didn't. And, you didn't uh, hang up on him thinking it was no, a prank call? No, I, I, I thought this has got to be a joke, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I, I tr- trust me, it was. It was I, I, I just hung up at the time. My mother was getting off the plane. And my mother, I, I, t- I said, Mom, I got drafted number one and right. with Baltimore Colts, and she tears were started coming. Oh, yeah. So oh, I. Uh, what a moment. Oh, it, it was. And yeah. we, we didn't, you know, back then, I just didn't think I was going to be at, at that level. And uh, ended up, we went in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and your quarterback's a Hall of Famer, Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Um, Johnny Unitas is such a legend. You know, you just you, you just hear Johnny Unitas, but what was he as a person? What was it like playing on a team with Johnny Unitas? Wonderful. He took me under his wing, sort of. He, he knew I could play. He knew I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're just with, a rookie. As a rookie, right. you know. Yeah. And, uh, and he he took me aside, you know, t- taught me, or said, you know, to learn blitzes. You're gonna learn routes. 
because Tom Matty was a great route runner, a receiver. Uh, so uh, I, I, I cherished his friendship, and he was just a a beer drinking, fun loving guy. You know, <laughs> he just he enjoyed the game, and he but he was serious. About Any it. beer on the sideline? Excuse me. Any beer on no, the sideline? No, no, no. <laughs> we didn't go that far. But uh, and Earl Morrill was his backup. So and yeah. I ended up playing with Earl in Miami uh, mm-hmm. with Greasy and and uh, Stan Strock. But uh, it was uh, to to win that Super Bowl. And you know, John said I was going to carry the ball twenty times, and I did sixteen, mm-hmm. and I didn't I gained twenty six yards mm-hmm. against Miami. I mean, against Dallas. So yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Super Bowl five, unbelievable, nineteen seventy. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, we just came back and we got married uh, six days after the Super Bowl, and we go. We're planning on getting married prior to when the season ended, right? But we kept on going to the playoffs, so we had to change the date. Kept winning to to for our wedding. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so we ended up six days after the Super Bowl and um, went to went to where did we go anyway? Yeah, how many kids do you have? Have two. Okay. I have my daughter Kim. Yeah, saw your daughter the other day. Yes, mm-hmm. and she is uh she works for Boeing. Right. Uh she does a great job and she is working hard. Oh, sharp sharp young lady. You did a good job there. Well, she she let me trust my my son played at TCU behind Ladamian. They played uh some time, but oh. he yeah. dislocated his shoulder, but he works in the financial world and very smart, doing very well. <laughs> but Fortunately, they took after the mother and had brains. All both of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, my daughter has looks too, but she took yeah. Me. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah. Well, you must have brains. She's then adorable. If you married this wonderful woman, so you know. Yeah. Oh got... gosh, she was. Margie's always got to get the female side of everything, right? Yeah. Day, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, That's yeah. Right. She and your daughter's just adorable. Yeah. Just adorable. You. She's. Uh, yeah. You would like my son too. He's. Uh, but both of them are good. Yeah. They got two. Two. My daughter has two kids, and he's. She's. They're going uh, playing soccer in uh, Lubbock. So what do they call you as a grandfather? Pa Boo. Pa Boo. My nickname was Boo, if you remember. Right, I do. It was Big Boo, a little, uh, you know, yep. at, at, when I played. And uh, uh, my, uh, they called me Pa Boo. Mm-hmm. They just, they shake their head and they Pa Boo. That's great. <laughs> I love it. So I'm looking at your ring now, though, and I have to ask you, you, you win the Super Bowl as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Do you start thinking this is something that you're going to do every year? I mean, what was that like? <laughs> and that's a, that's uh, exactly what he thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. I said, mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, I know it's hard. Yeah. But we could, we could do it again. You mm-hmm. know, my second year, we were in, going to the, pl- uh, I, I tour, I did the splits against, Mm. Uh, Miami, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I had tight muscles anyway. I, did, I tore three muscles in my hamstring, groin, and my uh, oh, adductor. Ouch. So that's about the 12th mm. game or something. And so I was out the rest of the season. But I I thought, well, we can go back. But I could never could play at that. And my third year in, in Baltimore, I just kept on re-injuring my, my deals. Mm-hmm. They traded me to – Philly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they said, <laughs> Sorry, Marty. Philly Sorry. Can and, and, fix this. <laughs> and Leonard was there at the time. And uh, but they they Baltimore paper came and Boulash was sentenced to Philadelphia. <laughs> Is that what it said? <laughs> uh, that's what the newspaper uh-huh. came. did it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what was hilarious. your quarterback back then? Roman Gabriel. That's right. That's we right. Got, we got him from that's L.A. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He came in from the Rams, didn't he? Yeah, that's the right. Rams. We had Charlie Young as a tight end. Got okay. him from USC. And Harold Carmichael was a tight end. They moved him to wide out, which he was 
in the Hall of Fame. And uh, Tommy Sullivan, we had a running back named Tommy Sullivan. Uh, I don't even know where he went to college, but he was one, he thousand yards. Yeah, it could run like, and I was a fullback. Mm-hmm. So then we had another guy named Poe James uh, that, that uh, and put my said, "Well, well, how'd you get the name Poe?" He said, well, "I'm just I was just a Poe boy." <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the, the, in Philadelphia it was fun. We had uh, Bill Berge was a linebacker my second year, and Steve Zabel uh, was you know, a lot. They just had. And Marnie's grandfather was a pretty good guy. Yeah, he was. He treated us good. He whenever we won a yeah. game. Yeah, you got the free food. Got the free food at the <laughs> restaurant, Bookbinders in Philly. That's pretty cool. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I cherished. He was so. He was you, nice to me. Are you are you, you old enough to remember when when Norm was at the the team? You know, a little bit. I, I was still. I mean, I would be at the games, but I didn't really. No specific players. players. I wasn't looking at the roster. I just knew that whether we were winning or losing, which, you know, there was a lot more losing than winning. And my grandfather would be very upset and (laughs) sad about that. But, you know, there were times, I mean, I remember Roman Gabriel and I remember that, you know, he was uh, a good looking guy. All the ladies, I think, really liked Roman Gabriel. And he definitely added some flair to Philadelphia. Yeah. But I I do know that my grandfather really cared about making sure that, that the players and their family were treated really well. And so I think that he was one of the first owners that really took the time to make sure that everything that the players needed, that they had, whether it was anything in the locker room, any sort of training, or, uh, you know, certainly making sure that the level of comfort was there for, and also if there were injuries, making sure that everybody was taken care of as well. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Man, he was always nice to me. So, <laughs> Plus, I think he was like one of the only owners that would drink and smoke in the locker room. I mean, so I have <laughs> pictures of him holding a cigarette with a drink in his hand, you know, getting a game ball or, you know, talking to people. And it's so funny because like now nobody would ever do that. No, but, no. you know, certainly going into the locker room, cigarette in his hand and, and, uh, and a drink. Another way other. too much information moment right here <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah. but, but a lot of players had cigarettes in hand. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah, he wasn't a solo cowboy when it no. came to that stuff. No, but I do remember after um, traveling, you know, with the team and getting on the plane. When you talk about beer, that there were always two pallets um, of beer, of you know, of six packs of beer that were right next to the stairs, and that mm-hmm. the the players would, some of the big offensive and uh, defensive linemen would grab like two or three six packs, and they could put them <laughs> under their arms and a big um, brown satchel of food, and put that in their mouth or under their chin, and then trudge on the plane yeah. with their beer on you know, those, yeah, their you arms. Those beers from L.A. back to Philadelphia were gone when yeah, they arrived. Exactly. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> took mine. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right? I, oh, that's yeah. good. Not we're that talking, I didn't have one. We're talking to Norm Boulash. One of the NFL greats talking about uh, all of his time with uh, some of the great teams and some of the great coaches. And we're going to be back with more of Journey Through Sports and Life right after this brief timeout. Welcome back as we continue on with Boo, the man known as Boo. We're talking about Norm Boulash, one of the greats in the NFL. Years passed, and uh, welcome to Journey Through Sports and Life. Marnie and Marjorie and Scott and uh, the man known as Boo. You want to kick us off here, Marnie? Of course, I'd love to. So I know that um, some of the older players in the NFL, they often talk about how they had to have another job during the offseason and to supplement their income. So did you have another job during when you weren't playing football? Oh, gosh, yeah. Now, or jobs, Every, every offseason, we, we stayed in Baltimore for a couple of years, and I, worked, I sold coffee for, uh, for a coffee company, oh. La, La Terrain Coffee. and. Uh, <laughs> 
my first customer was Johnny Unitas had his had the Golden Arm restaurant, and Bill Pellington had, was another uh, linebacker for Baltimore, and uh, and Ardell Bracy was a, a, had another restaurant. So I knew I could sell my coffee to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that helps. I went into Unitas at the Golden Arm, and I said, John, I, I need you to, to get uh, sell my coffee. He said, Will you sell me? I went. Just put my coffee in. <laughs> he wanted the pitch. <laughs> he said, no, he said, sell me. So yeah. I made a pot of my coffee and a pot of his coffee, and he ended up buying my coffee. Uh-huh. But that's uh, oh, that's great. the experiences. That, and John was, oh, I can't tell you how much special he was to me. Uh, but what were we talking about? Oh, oh having other, jo- well, other jobs. Well, because I yeah. think that it probably, so some of the stories that we've heard, it really does add to the grit and the determination of the players, and it's a little bit different these days. Most times, oh, yeah. they don't have and, and, to have and, another job in the and, off season. In Philly, um, I would I came back home to Fort Worth. Uh, well, my hometown's in Galveston, right? Mm-hmm. I was born in Galveston, raised in a town called Lamarck. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, bring bringing it up there. It was a I cherished my days in, in Lamarck and the Gulf Coast, and uh, but uh, I've worked on off season at Fort Worth National Bank. I don't know what I did, but uh, <laughs> they gave me a job. <laughs> and uh, then I, I worked for a freight company. I, m- I met in Miami, and uh, it was uh, Florida, Texas freight. They were uh, they offered me a job. I did some work for them in, in Miami. And so I, uh, I just, they said, uh, you just, you know, Come to a function or something. They gave me, you know, a thousand a month. You know, and yeah. then I got home and I, I sold freight. I actually sold freight. I had a little trucking yeah, business myself. Uh, so that that lasted until the Florida Texas freight they went out of business, mm-hmm. and I uh, went to work for a um, garbage company. Oh, it was okay. I, I, ESI. Uh-huh. Uh, started in Fort Worth for a gentleman, gentleman by the name of Mickey Flood, and he was he, he. I was playing golf one day, and he come. I'm out there watching, thinking, where am I going to work next? You know, what my next job will be. Yeah. And the gentleman walked down the course. He said he was from New York. He said, "Hey," I said, uh, "You want to play with me?" And he was from New York. And he said, "I said, well, yeah, I'd love to play." And he said, "Well, I said, well." A few beers after we play, <laughs> play I'm in the garbage business. <laughs> yeah, and you've been ever so, since. So, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working for a garbage company, so I've been in that industry for a long time. And yeah. um, you never know how things are going to work out. I yeah, know you it. Never that's, know. that's hilarious. You, never know. you just don't mm-hmm. know. You know, you talk about uh, some of the characters that you met along the way, and I know that uh, Walt Garrison was a dear friend of of yours, and we just recently lost Walt. He was one of the. Really, just an incredible ball player, but just an in- incredibly, just a good guy, wasn't he? Oh, gosh. Uh, Walt and I go back. That's what I know. Yeah. Tell uh, us about your days with Walt Garrison. Well, growing up in Lamarck, Galveston area, I had a friend that was a good friend of, uh, he had a cousin up here in Louisville. So we were 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And B- my friend Buzz, he said, do you want to go to Louisville with me? So I went up there and, and we were uh, this guy named Walt. Uh, they were hauling hay. Oh, that's but how But they met. needed, you know, hay trucks or the flatbeds with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had two. Buzz dro- uh, drove one. I drove the other. And we were 
12, 13 years oh, old. Oh, my gosh. And Walt and uh, was on that other truck. And the last load of the day, they said, whoever gets back to the barn first gets to have a cold beverage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming that cold beverage was a cold beer. Yeah. But what, So we got back, and I, we were heading back, my, my group, heading back, and Walt was on the back of my truck. I turned it, turned the corner, and the hay all fell off. Oh no! Did it really? Oh, no. You don't know how what kind of flack I got from Walt and his <laughs> buddies that I that they didn't get a beer. They didn't get yes. a cold drink. <laughs> yeah. So I and Walt and I were friends forever. He carved a, a Santa Claus for my wife and I, and, and for my wife and yeah, he loved to carve stuff and do oh, that stuff. I, he was so talented. I'd mm-hmm. sit there in, in his carving area, right? And, and he'd, he'd go out there and. He always wanted me to do cutting horses, but uh, uh you know, I I didn't do all. That. And well, and tell him about it. yeah. He was not only a great cowboy, but he was a rodeo, rodeo. cowboy as well. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he could. He rode. He had a cutting horses. That's what yeah, he was right. to raise, I think. But mm-hmm. he uh, he was he was into it. I mean, yeah. he he was a football and rodeo cowboy, diehard cowboy. He was that was his type, and that's coming from Louisville and area. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the one of the really good guys. Oh, gee. Wonderful. I, you got a funny story about him? Anything I, come to mind? <laughs> not, not, this is only an hour show, so keep that in mind. <laughs> no, uh, you know, we didn't run run around together. I mean, he had his own. Uh, but I'd go visit him in his yeah. in his carving area and, and say hello. And uh, toward the end of his time, I called and, and um, I said, Walt. He said, I said, this is Norm Boulash. He went, who? Mm. So this was. He was fading out. Then, yeah. then yeah. a couple of weeks later, I uh, called him again. He said, Boulash, how you doing? So it was, that yeah, was that kind of in and out. period of, uh, coming in and out. And yeah. I just cherished his, not that we're great friends, but we were friends. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I pr- appreciate him. Oh, he was. He was He was a great guy. Great yep. guy. He really was. And I'm, yep. I'm sure people, whether they knew him real well or whether they were great friends or not, just the acquaintance that you had with Norm, you just knew he was just oh, real God. people and just, just a, a good guy to be alongside. I don't think he's gotten the recognition. Yeah. After his death, you know what? I totally agree. I do yeah. too. Do yeah. you, Margie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you remember, well, you remember what he was like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My mm-hmm. wife Susie, she said, "I don't think he's gotten enough." Right. Re- 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 as a, yeah, as a football player and what yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Marty, what do you think of this guy? Former I, Eagle. I mean, we don't have a cowboy sitting here. We got a former Eagle. I know Eagle. that's a, a unique scenario for me. Uh, so that, I think your, it's your all right. Grand, your, your granddad was one nice man. He just he treated all of us. And you know, her you. mom I, yeah. to this day is still the only female in the history of the National Football League to be a general manager of an NFL team. Now. Well, no. she's not now, no. but oh, oh. Yeah. to but this day, been, there's yeah. only been one oh, oh. female general manager in the mm-hmm. history of the I didn't NFL. Know that. Yeah. Yep. So my mom, so Jimmy Murray, I think, was probably yeah. Yeah. your GM, and my yeah. mom replaced Jimmy. Uh, so you were, at, you know, you were in Miami yeah, at that point. Miami. But uh, Jim, but, Jim so, was a nice man too. Yes, he. They, and you know, they they did a lot of great things in Philadelphia. They started the Ronald McDonald House. Yep. And so some amazing philanthropy, and I think really uh, did a lot of contributions, and that was. Way back, you know, in the and I and I went 70s. to some of those McDonald's uh, deals. Uh, you know, they said you go here, and I think they gave me a hundred dollars. You know, each flavor, you know, so right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a pat on the back or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great day. And you're from Fort Worth. I had a, a, a golf tournament in the Scott Murray Charity Classic for 23 years yep. for the Ronald McDonald House. And in, I played in that. Yeah, I knew you did. 
And uh, so, uh, always appreciative yeah. of me asking me to play anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> bad as my game is, you deserve to yeah. be there, just like all the other celebs we had there. And so, but it was all for such a great cause for these kids that right. have to deal with sure what, you know the families that have to deal with uh, with cancer and childhood diseases like that. So that was a, a great discovery back, you know, when your dad and that group did that. I think so. I think that, um, and, you know, the players, I think, really cared about being involved. And they still do. The professional athletes seem to always be the ones that really do try to make a difference and help families and help communities in need and uh, and get involved. And, and I know that uh, certainly in Philadelphia, they kind of started some of those trends. But uh, so when you went to Miami after leaving Philadelphia mm-hmm. and – and Coach Shula was there. What are some of the things, because I know that people that have been around Coach Shula, so what are some of the things or the sayings that he said or that or would yell at you about that, that we can all kind of learn from? We got, got, got about a lips, minute so. left, Norm, so go for it. Uh-huh. A minute left in this segment. Okay, go for uh, it. I can't tell you how important Shula was in my life because I was drafting me and then leaving to come <laughs> – and to trade for me mm-hmm. to Miami and spend my last five years with him. And I don't know if I said this before, but David Shula was at that time was a ball boy. Uh, and, but he, uh, he always, uh, David came up to me to, to the, the deal we went to at the, at the, at the stadium, mm-hmm. recognizing Shula's life and everything. And David came over to me. He said, Norm, I just want to let you know and tell you, Dad enjoyed coaching you, mm-hmm. and coming from a son. Oh yeah, to, to that's me, huge. That, that, and, you know, and that I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And uh, although you want to just strangle him every once in a while, that's all part <laughs> of the game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. You know, it was the other guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but Shula was, you know, he was he was one of the best, like Landry. Uh, it was. Uh, and and you know all of them. It's it, we had a great time in the seventies. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the decade of the seventies was the best part of professional football. I want you to talk about that when we come back. Norm Bulash, our special guest on Journey Through Sports and Life. Don't go away. Welcome back. Once again, as we always tell you, heading down the home stretch, and this time with the Boo Man. We're talking about uh, Norm Boo Boulash. And, of course, uh, you were talking about uh, all the all the wonderful things you had a chance to be around, Don Shulin, Johnny Unitas, and what have you. How about uh, when you talk about just, I, I, I guess uh, the best way to put it is the 70s, the decade of the 70s. Uh, you won a Super Bowl ring as a rookie in the NFL, you know, back in 1970. But the decade of the 70s, you say that's one of the greatest in the history of football. Of course, that for the Dallas Cowboys, too, they won two Super Bowls that decade. Roger Staubach, Tony Dorsett. What comes to mind when you say the 70s? Uh, the overall the, the era of, of, of the 70s, you know, the coaches, the players, the – the teams, it was um, yeah, Steelers, Cowboys, about, and all the other it, teams. It wasn't all about money, yeah. you know. It was money because yeah. it was a nice reward from yeah. for playing. So but. let me jump in here. Were you with the the Dolphins in 1972? No. When the, okay, I was trying to remember when you know when Shula picked you up because that's you know the, to this day the only perfect team in the history of the NFL. Right. I was uh, I was in Philly. You were in Philly then, yeah, okay. I got traded in '74 when Zonka, Kick, and Warfield okay jumped into the World League. Right, yeah. that's when Shula dra- okay. traded for me. Gotcha, and uh, gotcha. We had we had 
we had a guy named we had Mercury Morris, Mercury, and right. But Benny Malone was probably my favorite. He was a running okay. back that he could he could run and his arms flying everywhere. We didn't thought he'd drop the ball, but Benny could, <laughs> Benny could run, and he was uh, and Greasy. You look at Greasy. You look at uh, the people that. I, you know, with Earl was his backup, and Don Strock was uh, the, uh, the mm, backup. Yeah, Don Strock forgot about yeah, him. That's right. I heard that name. Yeah. So I, uh, to play with uh, the Dolphins at that time was, and we went to the playoffs. And then I, 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 I know it's a long time story, but I, I crushed my face my last play of my career. Mm-hmm. I did against Green Bay. I had, uh, I had twelve bones crushed, and my eye socket busted, my eye of the orbit just from a hit. For two helmets, it was two oh, helmets. Gosh. I was running a draw play, and yeah. two helmets hit me here, and went, drove my cheekbone up into my eye socket, mm. and uh, crushed. The, this is called your zyg- zygomatic arch. Yeah, it was, was totally crushed in. I woke up on the field and uh, I couldn't see, and oh, and, uh, and anyway, they took. How me about in. your face guard? Doesn't that protect something like well, that? Well, my chin strap. Back then, we had single chin straps. Yeah. Oh, there was no face guard. Yeah, I had a face guard. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't, and I didn't have a leather helmet, Scott. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but my chin strap popped on, when one helmet hit, and then so yeah. Then the, this helmet was just loose, yeah. So the other ch- helmet hit my cheek. I see. Okay. Bit. So if you're, you know, Miami's the best place for plastic surgeons, so they took me to the. Oh. Okay. So they sewed my sewed these bones up in my crow's feet, and they. Uh, Set all these the zygomatic arch. They set this. They, they restructured my sinus, and oh, gee. Uh, and that's why you look exactly like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> you said they got the best. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I uh, and to play to, to do that, I, I retired. Right yeah, after I that, and yeah. that's a long story. But I retired the year before. Yeah, and that's a long story. But I came back. Uh, Shula. Uh, come and came in, when Zonka came back to Miami. Right, that's when uh, Shula called me. I was at home. <laughs> I was at home. My wife knew I wanted to play again. Yeah, but I retired because she was pregnant with her uh, with Kim uh, at that time. No, with Nicholas. I'm sorry, my Nicholas. And uh, so we uh, we came. Uh, she said. So Shula called the house and said, "Would you?" Uh, have Norm call me. And this was an hour after I got back from the park with my daughter. So I called Shula and he said, uh, what would you consider coming out of retirement and playing with Zonka? They, Zonka came back to Miami mm-hmm. and Benny. And so I said, I got to talk it over with my wife and my daughter. And then my, my wife, my wife was, uh, said, you go, you go, you want to play, you go. Yeah. But she was pregnant with my son at yeah. that time. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 uh, Opted not to. So you, you go. I won't go with you. But we'll, we'll visit and this and that. So my daughter was crying. She didn't want me to go. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, I called Shula back. And I said, I'm going to come back. This was Sunday. This was Saturday before the last preseason game. The following Sunday okay. was the first season game. Oh, really? Wow. So I came back. I, I said I called Shula. I said I need to. I'll come back. He said, When can you be here? I said, Wednesday. And I knew what Shula was going to do. He said, Wednesday? It's we play Sunday. He said, I said, Well, I gotta mow the yard. I got things I've got to do. <laughs> so I, 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 so I called Shula back. He said, uh anyway, he said, I said, I'll I'll come back. I'll be there 
I knew he was going to ballistic at the Wednesday deal, yeah. so I got yeah. there Tuesday. We played Sunday. I scored a touchdown. I hadn't put on a uniform. I put on a uniform. I fell out of my stance when I got back there. So I ended up in the, and Bob Kuchenberg was a, we, when I walked in the training camp. The big training. It said. The Great Training Camp Ripoff by Norm Bulock. <laughs> so I missed all of training, training yeah. camp. So that was uh, – and then I got uh, – crushed my face, and that was my last play of my career. Oh, gosh. So you were drafted by Shula three times. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He, That's uh, probably he, a record. You, <laughs> you probably are the only one he's ever drafted three times. But he was special. He was mm-hmm. – Well, let uh, me ask you this. As we wrap it up, we've only got about three minutes left. Um, your legacy. We always ask people, you know, how do you want to be remembered? Somebody says Boo. Somebody says Norm Boulash. You know, you you just uh, what what yeah, comes no, to Scott, mind? How, you know, how do you want you, to be remembered? You've you known me a long time, right? And over not we not you know we just know each other, right? Or whatever, absolutely and cordial. Yeah, decades. But you know, and my wife and I even talk about this. Um, you know, you see you Boulash, you don't. It just stay, stuck around for some reason. I wasn't a great player. I mean, I was an average player. I played ten years, and but I, it, my name is stuck around. I, I don't, you know, for whatever reason, I, I people notice or recognize the name Boulash, and I, and so uh, wherever you are, and not that it's uh, well known, but people, I know that name somewhere, you know, not in Yugoslavia, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's where my grandparents came from, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 amazing how it's it sort of stuck around, and you you don't have any golf tournaments anymore, so I can't play. Anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> got to well, start I, it back up again. Yeah, I tell you what, we ought to we ought to start it back. Well, we've got a couple of minutes. You, any final thoughts you want to share with with Boo? No, I I love hearing your stories, and I I definitely think that the seventies. What what I mean, what is it about the seventies that people still kind of gravitate towards as being kind of the best decade of professional football. I just think it's the game. We uh, we was, you know, tough. I mean, United's yeah. fingers were all gnarled up from hitting helmets. Uh, it was just different. You know, you, yeah, you more physical game. Phys- physically, yeah. it was yeah. a lot different. You know, people, you didn't, you could hit, you know, whether it be face, I crushed my face. It was just, a, it was a hit. And yeah. uh, I think the, 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 Gear, whether it be helmets or shoulder pads, or you know, do I hurt today's world? I'm seven, I'll be 70, 77. Um, uh, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't feel, I mean, I feel okay, I just yeah. ache uh, yeah. my joints, my shoulders, my knees, and well, so yeah. do I. And I 30 seconds, play. my friend, <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, it. it's not why 30 seconds. Well, I just think that your story is fabulous, though. And if we had more time, I would love to know how you got to TCU and oh, you know, growing up and all that. So, we'll story. have to bring you back on the show because <laughs> uh, I would love to ask you a lot more questions. Yeah, and, and I'd love to talk about Doak and I see all these pictures of yes, Doak yes, and the, the mm-hmm. big 33 game. 75 yeah. years ago this year year that he won the Heisman Trophy oh, and became the first player of the 10 that won a Heisman and went on to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Incredible legacy. And of course, the, yeah. the top running back at SMU every year gets the yeah. Doak Walker National Running Back Award. So yeah. uh, and I, I, he was I, something I special. I was one of the few people that got to visit Doak in his yeah. last days. And you were up there mm-hmm. in his golf tournament in, every year up in a yeah. steamboat. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's great. Well, I'll tell you what. 
we uh, we can't thank you enough for stopping by, Boo. You were uh, one of the great players in the NFL back in the seventies, no question about that. But more importantly, half a half a century later, one of the great guys you continue to be. So thank you so much for being here. We've really cherished this, and I uh, can't thank you enough. Continued success and stay well. Thank you, Scott. All right, thank you much. So until next time, for Marnie and Marjorie, I'm Scott. Journey Through Sports and Life, the name of the program. Stay well, be safe, see you next time.